Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. And then I went and prayed for assistance. Oh, yeah, and your celestial dude showed up. He made us a big, beautiful boat. Oh, yeah, right, he did. He made us the big, beautiful boat. The boat would take us to the place at the time that uh, we needed to go through the portal. And so we did that. Then we ended up on this other island that seemed to be floating through nothingness. We met a dude who was sitting on a dead body and, like, laughing his face off. And he gave us the scoop on where we are and how they basically are just, like, doing barbarian stuff all day as some sort of, like, contest because in their afterlife, which is where they are, they get to die and then be reborn in the morning by Valkyries. But that doesn't apply to us because we're not here because we're dead. Mm-hmm. So we still got that that one life policy. Heroes not included. So how long do you want to hike through the trees? Um, is there a sun? Does it get dark? The sun just rose, right? Yep. We came right You're here at start. sunrise. I get the boys into marching order. Okay. Teach them that. They're yeah. all just kind of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you see one of them go, leans over to one of his friends, and he goes, so, are we dead now? <laughs> and his friend looks at him and goes, I don't know. I see, boys, I got good news and bad news. The good news is, you seem like ideal candidates for, for us petitioners here, but I have no way of knowing if the rules here apply to you or not. <laughs> so if you're going to die, you might get a chance to fight again, or you might not. So make it a good one. Make it a good one. <laughs> then I start going into the hymn slash drinking song of Morden. Okay. And then just start marching along behind the gigantic guy leaving a path in front of us. <laughs> Tree. And Iraq, you know, you, you you being the kind of person that you are, you're you're not you know ripping trees out as you go. You're trying to you know kind of step aside, push up, push them through, <laughs> kind of like you would push through tall grass a right. little bit, just kind of like you know. Yep. This goes on for quite a while until finally you know dusk begins to set and you realize that you know we should probably stop and make camp. And uh, as you're kind of looking around for a place to make camp, you see some smoke rising up out of the forest probably 150 yards from you, 200 yards. That's a good sign. Might be a good sign. So, Iraq, was that you um, deciding to make your way towards the fire? Uh, not yet. Okay. In terms of a religion of 28, what do I know about Saloon? Mm, okay. And her parishioners. Are we, are we camping, or are you just taking a moment? He's stopping for a second. I just stop for a second, and you see my large hand begin to stroke my gigantic beard. Ooh, he's thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I love how whenever any of you change any kind of shape at all, 
Baron immediately uses the word it for you. <laughs> He's known E-Rock pretty much most of his adult life. And now that E-Rock is huge, he goes, ooh, it's thinking. <laughs> I mean, it's not E-Rock. It's Big Big Rock. Big Rock. <laughs> big Rock. Uh, her portfolios, moons, stars, navigation, navigators, wanderers, questers, seekers, and non-evil lycanthropes. Uh, she also holds the portfolios of moon, moonlight, and stars, beauty, impurity, love, and marriage. Diviners and dreams represents the mysterious power of the moon, the heavenly forces that govern the world's tides, and the reproductive cycles of nature. It is oftentimes invoked when someone is on the edge of madness. In terms of her personality, her personality is varied and changeable, often changing uh, with a tide or with the moon. Her faithful uh, come from many walks of life and view her in countless different ways. Uh, sometimes uh, they view her and see her as enthusiastic, vivacious, joyous, and majestic, and other times more subdued, motherly, poetic, tranquil, and embracing. She's often considered sad and remote and is uh, usually invoked in tragedies and stories of defeat. Uh, her titles are Our Lady of Silver, the Moon Maiden, the Night White Lady, and She Who Guides. Values good, but does not value law. And she is oftentimes associated with owls and moonstones. I immediately summon Archimedes. Okay. <laughs> he kind of pops up on your shoulder, and it's this little tiny thing. He kind of <laughs> sits down on your shoulder like he always does, right? Yeah. And, he, and it dawns on him. He kind of... He sees his feathers kind of... Kind of looks at you, and then he kind of looks around again. Kind of he kind of leans over and kind of looks at Aspen. <laughs> kind of walks... Believe. He starts walking back and forth. Yeah, pacing back and forth on your shoulder. <laughs> and I, uh, I think to him, and I go, uh, Hey, it's been a while. How you been? He kind of <laughs> shakes his feathers out, you know, and kind of looks around, you know, with his head in that kind of uncanny way that owls do. <laughs> and uh, you get the sense that he approves of this plane. Yeah, I go, yeah, amazing. We're not in a hellish plane right now. Yeah, he, he loves <laughs> the trees. He likes the mountain. In the distance, he thinks it's very pretty. He appreciates that it's dusk, and uh, he is thinking about maybe going and catching a few mises. Cool. I say, before you do that, I need you to fly up above these trees and let me know if you see a moon. Okay. Uh, he kind of takes off, and he kind of flies up above the trees, and he's gone for a while. So much so that you're like, did he just, like, bugger off? <laughs> Was he just like... Ah, finally, a place where I can call home. I'm out of here, man. Yeah. I'm done. I've had enough. I've had it all. But he does finally return, and he lands on your shoulder, and he kind of walks up to your ear. And apparently he took his own sweet time because he was so enjoying the feeling of riding the thermals above the forest and looking at the stars and the moon and just kind of... He's really quite happy. Mm. In fact, he's, he's wondering if you're planning on settling here because he would highly recommend a cabin. <laughs> Perhaps a vacation home. Uh, and he says that the moon is to your, mm, probably about your two o'clock. Was he above the mountain or in front of it? In front of it. Okay. 
Uh, he says the mountain is really, really high, <laughs> and uh, there's probably no good mice up there. So I say, go ahead and get your dinner. Meet us at the smoke rising to the uh, west. Okay, the smoke, the campfire. Yeah. Uh, he takes off in the best mood you've seen him in a long time. No sass, no backtalk. He's quite content. Yeah, I don't care at all. And then I go... <laughs> go. Um, we got to find a moon lady. The moon's over there somewhere. I just, like, point. Like, I look around. <laughs> like they like, could see. I have no understanding of where anything is. <laughs> you mean under that continent? <laughs> and I go, let's go talk to the whatever that smoke thing is, and maybe they can help us out. Yeah. You're the only one who really can see it because of your height. <laughs> so I point over there. This smoke thing over here. Uh, oh, you probably you probably can't see that. Um, all right, just just follow me. Jeez. <laughs> okay. And I start buggering off that way. Okay. <laughs> you uh, make your way over to where you saw the smoke rising, and as you get close, you see a small clearing. There's a big fire burning. And you see a grizzly man, long, gray, braided beard. Both eyes? He has both eyes. <laughs> that's an important, actually, that's an important question on this plane. <laughs> How well is this going to go for us? <laughs> Missing a hand. In place of the hand, he has a mace. Nice. And he has on the end of a, a dagger, he has what looks like some kind of varmint rodent. And you see next to him is a little stein, is a bedroll. And as you come walking through, he says, Ah, was it a good day? There you go. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I guess. Come, share my fire and warm an old man's bones with your story. This looks like an old man. Oh man, I got stories. There doesn't look to be an ounce of fat on on him. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look terribly muscular, Yeah. but he just uh, doesn't look like there's much fat on him. He's wearing fur. You can see scars <laughs> all over his body. His hair's kind of cut short. And as you make your way into this clearing, you notice that uh, uh, the rest of you notice you see this individual and you see this fire. Fellow's walking with you. We'll just call them the boys. <laughs> The boys walking with you kind of walk in and they're just kind of like this and they're kind of looking around and they see that guy and they're like, <gasps> they're like, oh, 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 oh. And they, one of them goes, Odin, all father. And he kind of looks over and he goes, what? No. He looks over and he looks at <laughs> him and he goes, he's got both his eyes, guys. <laughs> he goes, ha, 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 I'm not Odin. Oh, uh, far from. Come. Sit, tell me your tale, and in the morrow, we die. <laughs> so that sounds great. Uh, I look at two of the, of the boys and I say, go hunt. <laughs> if you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included.
I'm still gigantic, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, <clears throat> yes. You'll be gigantic in a minute. Unless somebody's got a dispel, you dispel. I could. I don't see why. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Until he tries to figure out how to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has told me over the campfire that he has experienced sleeping completely upright due to his propensity mm-hmm. for uh, teleporting via wells. Yes, but the wells were, were providing a, a significant amount of support. Yeah, he's, he's got two trees under each arm. And yeah, I'll yeah. just like wrap up against a tree. It'll break, but the next tree will probably stop it, right? <laughs> Make your own bark lounge. Yeah. So I just plop down. Is, is it like, is he at a campfire? Uh-huh. Is there any like seats around? Like, is there no, another log? No, not really. There's just this log, and he's kind of built a campfire next to it. Yeah, and as you kind of plop down, the whole kind of ground and area kind of shakes and you see some birds like take off from the trees. Yeah, I, I plop down with my like, my legs are kind of spread. I'm wearing a robe so you can't see anything but my legs are spread. Like a kid would just sit down and just rest my hands on my thighs and I sit kind of hunched over like this. I go, oh, our story. Huh. Which one? Yeah. I have many. Plopped down by the, the campfire. Mm-hmm. I've lit myself. Do you use, do you use um, your cleric drama spell to make the ground shake a little bit when you sit down too. (laughs) (laughs) Thaumaturgy. Yeah. Nice. Not impressed. (laughs) Um, I light up a huge pipe. Okay. I take off a few bits and pieces of my armor just to get comfortable. And while I'm sitting there, I pull out, um, I I sit there rooting around through my bag of holding, and I pull out a big leather thing and unroll it. And I pull out, reach into my bag, and I pull out a small anvil about this big. I sit it there, and I go back to working on my uh, little statuette. So I've got this moonstone that's about uh, maybe a foot tall. Okay. And I've gone back to carving this goddess statue. Okay. Aspen, what are you up to? <sighs> I guess I'm probably the one who's filling this guy in about what we're here and what we're doing. So I tell him, so we're here on this plane in order to get across it to get to the gates of the moon where we need to obtain Saloon's permission to pass to the Great Wheel, where we will get to speak with Timora. Ah! The Gates of the Moon. Indeed, that is quite the journey. I've never been to the Great Wheel, nor have I ever been to Gates of the Moon, but I do know how you can find it. I'm listening. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) He says, follow the moon and you will find it where twilight meets the morrow. And he kind of points up behind him to the big mountain that's kind of overlooking this entire region. And he says, that mountain there is Oakshot. If you climb to the top, you very well may be able to find the moon, as it's never far from the horizon. Well, that's very useful. Thank you very much. He kind of looks around, and he looks at uh, all of these other guys who are just kind of like, you know, they're looking around, their heads are like on swivels, you know. And you hear them talking to each other, and they're like, We did it, we did it, we made it, we made it! Yes! Yes! Endless feasting and war for us! Yes! Yes! And uh, you hear one of them go, Man, I thought dying was going to hurt. Yeah, I know, me too! (laughs) The rest of them have this have decided that, um, hey, let's have some fun. Several of them take out their uh, their swords and their weapons, 
and uh, they begin kind of like sparring and dueling. You should fill them in. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting in the pipe, and I'm kind of looking now over with one eyebrow raised. You know, they will end up here, ultimately. <laughs> yeah, you don't know for sure whether or not they would become petitioners here, and then thus, after dying the next day, maybe wake up here. Well, I want to stop them. As a man of the cloth myself, I'm not going to get between them and their destiny. Hmm. And then I go back to... <laughs> <laughs> And then, as I'm holding this this thing, I'm kind of rubbing and polishing with my thumb, getting these little bits of spur off, and it's it's nearly complete. I've got the form of what I imagine this goddess of the moon mm, would okay. look like. So a dwarf. She looks like a dwarf. She's slender and a bit taller. That's my best my best uh, interpretation. Someone took dwarf you know, proportions and just kind of stretched them. As an artist, yeah, <laughs> a warrior artist. It's true. <laughs> so. I believe that the the gift of this is the interpretation of beauty through the eyes of the artists themselves, not just someone else's representation. But I'm doing my best to make it flattering. I reach in in my pocket and I pull out three electrum pieces. Okay. And I put them in my hand, and I start blowing into my hand like a... And all of a sudden you see my fists just start to glow brightly like they are just on fire. Okay. And as I open my hand, you see that the electrum pieces is now a glowing hot. My thick dwarven fingers can handle it. You hear the sizz, sizzle. And what I'm now holding is what looks like an uber ornamental and delicate and highly, highly detailed piece of chainmail armor. Oh, okay. And I, I pull that aside. And then also what I've, I've, I've fashioned is what looks like a tiny human heart. And I set that off to the side. I've got everything laid out in front of me. Baron is very meticulous for this kind of work. Yes. The Nolan. Very focused. Supreme. Yes. The Nolan. Yeah, the yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I kind of look up at Erock to see if he's watching. I am. And I say, I hold the statue and I snap it in half. Okay. And I pick up the heart and I cast light upon it. Okay. I bore out a little bit of, of the statue, and I put the heart in, and I set the statue back together, and for the first time, I make use of the mending cantrip. <laughs> <laughs> so it adheres back together, and I set it down, and what you see is this now slightly glowing moonstone statue, where you can clearly see the heart is radiating from out inside of it, this, this nice glow. Damn. And then I sit there and dress her, putting the little piece of chainmail armor upon it, all right, yeah, very impressive. And I hold it, and I look at it, and I think, this is good. It passes It passes the guild artisan test. It passes approval. Muster. I wrap it in a, in a bit of silk and then put it right back into my pouch. Nice. And back into my, my bag of holding. Nice. Yes. Inspiration for doing that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fantastic. You uh, hear... Like a mending cantrip is useless. I've used it once. <laughs> There's always one time during the campaign, during the life of the character. <laughs> right, where you're like, and that's why we have it. <laughs> yeah, as you're putting it back into the bag, the old man is, has uh, offered up some jerky. Iraq, you're a little perplexed as to how you're going to about, go about eating, because you had some of your ration that you would normally have. Yeah. And you found that to be... Not, not fulfilling. Not even remotely. <laughs> In fact, you're, you're fighting back the urge to just empty the bag. Mm. 
because it felt like you just kind of we'll had see it. how, but while I fight that back, oh, I don't. Your regular bag of, of Doritos now looks like a lunch-sized portion bag of Doritos. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you, you know, you, you eat several days' worth of rations in one go. I uh, feel better. I feel like you'll make it through the night now. I feel like you got a little binge. <laughs> yeah. It's jerky. It'll swell up. Just drink some water. And then you hear a, Ah! Oh, guys. And you see a couple of the uh, frat boy Viking types. Baron's army. Mm-hmm. They see a couple of Baron's army come stumbling out of the tree, and one guy doesn't have a hand. And so he's holding his hand, his, the stump kind of wrapped up in cotton. And the other guy's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But hey, don't worry, man. Tomorrow it grows back. That's not how it works, guys. One, you aren't actually dead yet. You came here bodily. And two, they don't regrow parts. You have to die. At least I'm like 75% certain you have to die. So he looks at his friend and he goes, All right, man. I mean, I'll kill you if you want your hand back. I mean, you know, I'll run you through and then you can have, you know. Also, that coming back doesn't have guarantees. Since... You aren't actually petitioners here. We aren't 100% sure that you are petitioners here if you die. So you're taking a gamble that you might end up somewhere else that might not be as cool. I wave them over and say, boys, 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 come here. Come here. I'm trying to get them to gather around me. What weapon did the guy have whose hand got cut off? A longsword. Cast mending on his arm. No. No. (laughs) So I'm beckoning him over. Come here, boys. I need to talk to you. So I, I get them in close, and I say, Wow, how great is it that we're here, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah! You, oh. you are here to achieve the greatest reward that any warrior can ever achieve. Yeah, I'm going to kill like a hundred. Yeah, yes, me too! Yeah, I'm like, yeah! Now, the most important thing for you to do is to die well. Agreed! Yeah, like, yeah! See, I'll run you through, man. Yeah. You'll get your hand back. But... You boys playing grab ass with your swords <laughs> is not dying well. So hold off. I look at the one guy with no hand. Yeah. I point at him and I say, hold off. Because we have much better ways to die than you flibbity gibbets and your silly games. <laughs> so eat and rest up, and we will find a death worthy. Yeah! Oh yeah! Okay! Yeah! And uh, the, the guy who's missing a <laughs> missing a hand. You kinda, still have a chance. Kind of, kind of. You can tell that he's a little upset about the fact because he thought you know wouldn't have to wait as long to get his hand back. <laughs> a little sad about that. So they all kind of sit down and put it on the end of a string and put it around <laughs> his neck. <laughs> so I noticed that he's glum. Yeah. I go over. And I uh, remind him that lots and lots of famous heroes are missing body parts. You could you could be awesome and be missing a hand. Are you rubbing his back? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm not worried. I mean, tomorrow I'm gonna die, and then I'll get my hand back. <laughs> it's your whatever, buddy. I, I, I challenge life, him. Buddy. You, all of you, your goal is to die in the most spectacular way possible. And almost on cue, you see one of the guys dragging this elk 
out of the forest. I slap my hands together. Like, now we're talking. <laughs> and Gord, still stuck on the antlers, is the other guy who went with him. Uh, well, I guess we'll find out about him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and he drags him in, and, he, and he's like, he's like, hey, hey, everybody, check it out. Fred's dead! And they're all like, whoa, yeah! So I stop to the front, and I say, this is what I'm talking about. This is not a great way to die. <laughs> who ever know, remem- brought down an elk. Whoever, whoever remembers a great battle story of the guy who died in a hunting accident. <laughs> and I give him a harsh tongue scolding. Yeah, but the other guy looks at you, and the other guy goes, yeah, but man, if it wasn't for him, I would have been dead. He was a great meat shield. <laughs> also, I mean, I'll, I'll tell them all about it tomorrow. <laughs> I look, I challenge all of you, you can do better. I look very disappointed and, and grimacing. This death only has three three hammers from Baron. Mm-hmm. I only, yeah, I hold, I hold a little <laughs> sign. Baron, <laughs> universal three. scale of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Great hunting accident. So I reached We'll down. be told by your ancestors for days, <laughs> maybe hours. <laughs> I reach down and I tap Baron on the back with my finger. Yeah. Right. Gently. Gently. Okay. I'm just, but it's your feet, whole back is being pushed. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good thud. I'm like, yeah. excuse me. I go, hey, Baron, do you have any extra weapons? Like, I mean, sure, what you need. I mean, like, something sharp and big. Not, not as big as me, though, because it won't be big much longer. But... I look at I look at I look point at one guy. I'm like, give me your axe. Okay, uh, the guy who brought back the deer and also brought back the other dude's great axe, mm-hmm. battle axe. Which one do you need? Uh, You're a wizard, so probably a battle axe. Great axe. I don't, axe. I don't, I don't, I don't think you are proficient. What dwarves that? <laughs> right, you are. I will yeah. take the great axe. Yeah. So he he hands you the the great axe. He says, I brought him back so he can use it tomorrow. <laughs> he hands you the axe. They go. Can, <clears throat> Can you do anything to make this better? Like, I don't know, you're some forged thing. Huh? Like, don't you make weapons better? Do you, do you need it? Yeah. <laughs> How long do you need it for? For a long time. Forever. Uh, I think I found my new calling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got a taste for it, huh? Taste for what? For the, for the battle. <laughs> huh? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> I can't really do much here. So it's time to embrace the other side of Iraq. <laughs> okay. Going back to my dwarven heritage. Turns out this whole time, unbeknownst <laughs> Wait, to you... Wait, you're converting? Not fully. Unbeknownst to you, Iraq is actually a uh, barbarian berserker. I'm, <laughs> I'm into it. I, uh, you know, I just... You do so much work with these other weapons, I figure maybe you could do something with this. If, if you can't, it's fine. I say, well, okay, let's start with this. And I place my hand upon the, the axe, and I begin to mutter a prayer. Okay. And using blessings of the forge, Ooh. I make it a plus one axe. Okay. I then break the handle off. I say, interesting. And then I take my fire staff, which is like a toothpick for me now, yeah, and break that small. in half. Whoa! <laughs> are you sure? I'm, I'm really sure about this. Are you really sure? Yeah. Meta, was... are you sure? Oh, I'm totally sure. <laughs> All right, our uh, first review uh, for tonight is titled A Ton of Fun. It's a five-star review, and it's from RPG Cast. They write, too long, didn't read? Listen to HNI. You won't regret it. 
I only started listening to H&I with episode 41, which is a wonderful place to start. You can jump into the story and not feel too lost, and it only gets better from here. The audio is well-produced, and the music and effects are extremely well-placed and only adds to listener immersion to the story. The GM, Quinn, does a marvelous job at crafting a compelling story so that you want to hear more about, and the players have a great vibe and camaraderie between them that makes you feel like you're right at the table. I am absolutely hooked on this show. I can't wait to see what's in store for the characters and their story. Heart, bonus points, H&I has a diverse and inclusive cast, and the folks behind this show are absolutely delightful humans. Well, thank you, RPG Cast. That's an outstanding review. Mm-hmm. Woot! As many of you know, we are in the middle of season four, so hopefully, RPG Cast, it is paying off. You are enjoying it. It is everything that you were anticipating it would be. In terms of, uh, you know, creating a great vibe and camaraderie at the table, I find that electric shocks to the players is always a, uh, a useful Arousing. Tool. You'll get used yeah. to them. It's true. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroesnotincluded. And finally... Our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero. Be the hero.